Hello and welcome back to Comic Book Storyline. I'm Brian Sorensen, a.k.a. Bri the Comic Book Guy. This is part four of a series of events in the Civil War crossover and storyline. I would love for some feedback on this as it is the last part. You can email me, Guy at gmail.com or hit me up on Instagram at Guy. Now, the parts that we are talking about today, there's only a few of them, but we're also going to go into a little mode of seeing the similarities and differences between the comic book and the movies at the end, like we will do with every storyline that we cover. The issues we're going to be covering today, Civil War, The Initiative, it's a one-shot, number one. The Mighty Avengers, number one, the first issue of a new storyline. Civil War, The Confession, another one-shot, issue one. Fallen Sun 1 through 5, and Avengers 1, the new volume. We're also going to be covering Fantastic Four 543 and 544, and Iron Man, Director of S.H.I.E.L.D. 15. Civil War The Initiative starts it off. The war is over. Team Iron Man 1, Captain America is in a S.H.I.E.L.D. prison. Tony is now both the hero leader and S.H.I.E.L.D. director. The new Alpha Flight team forms in Canada. John Walker, U.S. agent, is on it. Some of the villains are still controlled by the government, like Speedball, who is now going by Penance. That was still an unfortunate storyline that we had for our hero there. Bullseye is also on that team, too, and they capture an unregistered low-level hero. They keep telling everybody that they're going to break free sooner or later, so you better watch out. And those guys are some of the more serious villains in the Marvel Universe, so... We believe him. Iron Man hears from Carol Danvers that she found Jessica Drew, who was Spider-Woman. He wants her to help form the new Avengers team. She's not interested and flies off. Tony then walks into a room filled with images of potential Avengers. There's a whole panel of pictures of every Avenger that's ever been, all the heroes that are left that have registered uh, for the Hero Act. He poses a question to Edwin Jarvis, who is going to be on the new team. That's how that one ends there. Iron Man, Director of S.H.I.E.L.D., number 15, is next. Now, previously, this was just called Iron Man, but since he got the Director of S.H.I.E.L.D. title, this is what the title was renamed for a short period of time. Dum Dum Dugan is wanting to resign from S.H.I.E.L.D. because Tony is coming in and changing things, a new helicarrier, new armors that look like his Iron Man suits. He just doesn't like how Tony is leading every mission. Even though every mission is a successful mission so far, without any casualties, he's still very much a Nick Fury supporter. A mission that shows uh, uh, figures of an Iron Legion type group are led by Tony, which ends up being successful, and Dugan's like, yeah, okay, so... He, he's getting things done, but it's just not for me. Nick Fury not being around is pretty much sealing the deal for him. The Mighty Avengers number one is next. Tony and Carol Danvers handpick an Avengers team finally. The story goes back and forth throughout the issue of them recruiting each person and then flash-forwarding to a big battle where the Mole Man's minions are on uh, a prowl of somewhat, and the new team is on their first mission together. The team ends up being Iron Man, of course, Sentry, Carol Danvers, who's their leader, Wonder Man, Ares, who is a newer character like Hercules, he's a god, Black Widow, and the Wasp. They quickly make work of uh, the minions and... They continue on with their adventures after post-initiative. Captain America number 25 is next. This is a pretty serious one. Captain America is being transferred from S.H.I.E.L.D. to a maximum security prison. Bucky is watching from a distance, and Sharon Carter is right next to him. 
In the middle of this transfer, civilians try and surround him and ask him why he didn't accept the act, blah, 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 why he was doing what he was doing. He sees a flash from a window, but it is too late. He gets shot in the back while trying to cover Sharon Carter. He's hurt, but not out. Suddenly, a gun appears right next to him, and he's shot multiple times in the chest. And sadly, he falls and dies. Falcon and Bucky hit up the sniper from the window where where they find the gun is. It's crossbones. Now, they just start tearing into him like there's no tomorrow. They're, they're just really angry about what happened and seeing Captain America get shot. That'll do it for these two guys. They suspect the Red Skull put him up to it, but he will not tell. You see a little flash forward later where Sharon Carter is trying to recover. She's in a restroom, and she's trying to clean off her face and compose herself. When she's approached by two ladies that say, Dr. Faustus says hi. Now, we're not quite sure what that means, but you see her regain all of her memories where she was next to Steve, and you find out she was the one that killed him. She had the gun. She pulled it out. Red Skull's ultimate plan finally came to fruition. He tampered with her mind, not only with her emotions, with the help of Dr. Doom, and used her their relationship to get close enough so that he can be killed by her so that they wouldn't have any ties to that. Civil War, The Confession is the next one. It's a pretty somber one. Tony has Cap's body brought into S.H.I.E.L.D. He's sitting next to his body, and he's just pouring out his heart about his side and how things went down and how he wished things could have been better. Now, this is a huge difference from how Tony has been usually during the war because he was pretty ramped up, and this is my way. We have to do it. This is how it's going to be. This is basically one issue of Tony talking to Captain America's body the whole time before it's prepped for his funeral. So it's pretty somber, and he misses his friend, and he's finally seeing the scope of what really happened. The next five issues are called Fallen Sun, The Death of Captain America. Each issue shows different heroes and how they're dealing with the death of this great hero. Wolverine is up first. Logan is having a very hard time believing Captain America is dead. He and Bucky, with the help of Doctor Strange, with a little spell to conceal him, sneak onto a shield helicarrier so Logan can use his senses to see if it really is Captain America's body or not. He gets right up to him, but as he's getting ready to do that, Tony comes over and says, yes, it's him. And this is pretty interesting because Tony probably figured out that somebody was going to come and try and verify it, and he knew Logan was going to be the one. Hank Pym tries to block Logan from leaving, but Tony says, let him go. This is what is going to happen. So Logan leaves with some proof after he uses his uh, mutant senses to see that it is really Captain America. Avengers is up next on that, issue two of Fallen Sun. There are two storylines going on here. One is Thing, Luke Cage, Wolverine, Spider-Man, Iron Fist, and Spider-Woman, who is Jessica Drew. They're about to play cards. Now, throughout the Marvel Universe in different comic book issues, we have seen a bunch of heroes, like these heroes and some others, get together and play cards. It's kind of like something that... Uh, they've been going on throughout the years where a lot of the heroes just sit back on wine and play cards. The Mighty Avengers team is on a mission to beat the Atlantean Tiger Shark in the other storyline. Both groups of heroes, the card-carrying heroes and the Tiger Shark mission heroes, they're both processing the events of the war and their frustrations over losing Captain America. Spider-Man, who looked up to Captain America and had said some of the worst internal struggles during the Civil War, he's trying to start a fight with Wolverine because deep down... Pete doesn't want to admit Captain America is dead, but Wolverine has been there and has seen it, and he's trying to say, yes, that's what happened. The Mighty Avengers beat Tiger Shark. Namor takes him back to Atlantis. You see that team celebrating their lone victory, but still kind of losing their composure over losing Captain America. Spider-Man then says he's going home, while the rest of the team just continues on playing their cards. 
Captain America is issue three up next. A shadowy figure creeps up to Avengers Mansion, which is kind of in ruin still from the previous storyline where Scarlet Witch attacked the team. It's a suddenly alive Hawkeye, Clint Barton. He was believed to have been killed by the Scarlet Witch before Civil War. Tony wants to make sure it's really Clint because he can't believe that Hawkeye is actually standing in front of him. He verifies it's, it is definitely Clint through some DNA testing and everything. And it's interesting because Tony then tries to quickly recruit Clint to be the next Captain America. Clint was really good friends with Captain America, and they partnered up several times over the course of Avengers history. So he thought maybe Clint would be the next Captain America. He does try on the outfit, and he plays around with throwing the sword and everything. But Tony says that somebody needs to be the symbol of America for the future. Uh, On a quick little mission, he runs into some of the young Avengers who get annoyed and angered that Hawkeye would even consider such a thing. In the end, he decides it is wrong to replace Steve. He hands Tony the shield and then walks away, saying nobody can really replace Steve Rogers. Spider-Man is the next issue up. Post-Civil War, Peter is back to using his black costume due to his mood. He's not wearing the red and blue as he's normally wearing. He has a black costume just to show kind of like the somber state that he's in. He goes to a cemetery where his Uncle Ben is, and he's trying to tell him that he let him down. I can't believe this really happened. But then his spider senses start going off. It's the villain Rhino, who he thinks is there to attack him. But Rhino is actually there to visit his mother, who is buried nearby. Spider-Man misinterprets his, his actions, and of course Rhino has no composure whatsoever, so they start fighting. Their brief battle breaks his mother's tombstone, which angers Rhino even more. While the attack is going on, Peter flashes back to a battle that he had with the Hulk, where Captain America rescued him. They're kind of showing panel by panel, side by sides of the Hulk and Rhino in the same poses during the fight. The first time Pete actually really got to talk to Captain America was during this rescue where Cap comes and helps him against the Hulk, and Peter shows him how much he looks up to him. He knocks out the Rhino and then ponders what life would be without Captain America. He turns to see Wolverine suddenly behind him. He's been following Peter since their spat at the, with the Avengers uh, issue of Fallen Sun at the card game. Pete takes off and ends up on the Brooklyn Bridge where his love of his life, Gwen Stacy, before he married MJ, passed away. Logan appears again. Wolverine tells Peter how Cap picked him, handpicked him actually, to be on the new Avengers team, hoping that that helps him feel a little bit better. It does calm him down, but Pete ends up just silently swinging away, and that's how that issue ends. The issue Iron Man is next. It's Captain America's funeral. This is part five of the Fallen Sun issues. Tony steps up to give the eulogy at the, at the new Captain America memorial with a giant statue of Captain America. He can't say more than it was supposed to, wasn't supposed to be this way, and then walks away. So everybody's kind of stunned because they thought Tony was going to be the one that does this. But Sam Wilson steps up and gives a powerful whole issue message. This, is, this uh, whole issue is in the background, Sam Wilson giving the eulogy. So it's pretty powerful, and it's showing different things of people going on and how all the heroes are kind of listening to it and everything. The issue ends with the original Avengers and Namor in the Arctic with Cap's actual coffin. There's one for show for the people of the world, and there's his real one. They want to let him rest in peace. They lay Captain America to rest in peace where they found him way back in Avengers 4 in the Arctic where Namor found his body in the ice and brought him up, and the Avengers found him. So it was a fitting final farewell to Captain America. Fantastic Four 543 is next up here. Thing and Johnny Storm start watching a documentary on the on the exploits of the Fantastic Four. 
Reed and Sue are alone in the air in the Fantastic Car. They have a lot to hash out, and they just kind of sit quietly for a while. Now, Ben and Johnny are still watching the documentary, which, you know, they're kind of, you know, nostalgic in a way of what's going on, but they're also like, well, you know, is this really what the Fantastic Four is about? And they're just kind of kind of ha- ramped up here. Johnny and Thing have been able to do that over the years where you show scenes where they're just hanging out and it ends up turning into something, just some funny scenes and some just ramped up scenes where they kind of get into it a little bit. Reed and Sue finally come in and say they're taking a break from the team, but they don't want the team to break up. So this is kind of confusing. Johnny and Thing is like, okay, what are we going to do? So they have asked Black Panther and Storm to be their fill-ins for a little while. So the new Fantastic Four, starting in this issue for a brief amount of time, was Johnny Storm, Thing, Black Panther, and Storm. The next issue, Fantastic Four 544, the new Fantastic Four had their first press conference announcing who is going to be filling in for Reed and Sue. And that the Baxter building is going to be the new Wakandan embassy. This is basically just one big issue where they talk about the press conference and everything of the events and how they're going to fill in and what's going to become of the Baxter building for a short time. Avengers number one is next. The initiative is beginning in full swing. Each state is going to have its own team of heroes. And the site of the Stanford incident is now a training camp for some superpowered rookies and young people. Hank Pym is the one that heads all this up and introduces himself to a busload of new recruits. These are new kids that we've never seen before in the comics. The recruits are quickly put through their paces and they end up in a training simulation. One of the kids loses control over her powers briefly and ends up accidentally killing one of the other recruits. A government agent, Henry Peter Gyrick, who a lot of people have seen throughout the years in different forms in the comics, he used to be the Avengers government liaison officer, and he's been in several other titles, X-Men and Avengers and things like that. He covers it up pretty quickly and makes sure none of those kids ever talk about what happens there that day. So you kind of see some shady things going on in the initial days of the initiative, and the rest of the storyline of the initiative covers uh, all of the heroes gathering and becoming these little teams in every different state. It was an interesting uh, experience there, and they briefly even had in the comics, there was 50 different covers for 50 different states. So if you look it up, there is a way for you to get every state with the uh, different comics that came out. So that was uh, really interesting. Now, the initiative went on for a few more months until everyone can start trusting the heroes again. Captain America's death was short-lived as he really wasn't dead, but in some type of suspended animation from the first bullet Crossbone shot him with, it had this serum in it that kind of slowed down his body process to make it look dead because it was something that the Red Skull wanted him to do. So he was getting ready to put uh, Captain America through some paces after his so-called death. Now, we've come to the part of the podcast where we usually talk about the differences and similarities. Now, there's a lot of things going on in this storyline. There's some similarities. Hulk was not on Earth at all. He was on another planet. Thor, we saw briefly in the Fantastic Four issues, but then he went off to Asgard. Spider-Man was all about Team Iron Man at first, and that's kind of really the similarities that happen uh, as you've been able to process through the different uh, events and things that we've covered in the podcast so far. Now, here's a lot of the differences. First of all, in the movies, it was six versus six. It was definitely not that way in the comics. The entire Marvel Universe was involved in some way, shape, or form and how they decided to be on one team or another. Team Iron Man had a completely different set of people on it. They had Reed Richards and Hank Pym on this team, so that helped a lot with the 
brain power and uh, getting everybody onto the side because Reed Richards and Hank Pym and Iron Man are basically some of the big names in the Marvel Universe. So a lot of heroes were like, well, we can obviously trust them. It's Reed Richards, Hank Pym, and Iron Man. So, of course, this made all the difference in the world to Team Iron Man in this case in the comics. Black Panther was neutral for most of the storyline until Iron Man went after his wife, and then he was Team Captain America under the table, really. Spider-Man ended up switching sides, which we didn't see in the comics. Uh, Carol Danvers was Iron Man's right-hand man in the comics, while not even being a player in the movie. We didn't see her in the movie. And obviously, one of the bigger differences, too, is Wolverine. Wolverine went after the real reason that happened in this storyline. He went after Nitro and everything like that. And, of course, one of the biggest differences in this storyline is what happened in the beginning, the catalyst of everything. The New Warriors aren't even in the Marvel Universe in the movies at this point, so they had to develop a different reason for the events to happen. So things were leading up to the Registration Act before the New Warriors went after and the whole Stanford incident happened because obviously you know, they couldn't use all the different characters in the movies based on rights and everything like that. So the catalyst had to be different in the movies based on what they could do. And, you know, it, they did make a really good job of the movies. It, it had some similarities and differences. There were some aspects there. But from my opinion, and you can let me know about what you think at Bry the Comic Book Guy if you look me up on Instagram, or you can email me, Bry the Comic Book Guy at gmail.com, what you thought of the differences, similarities. And if you found any that I haven't covered here, that's also something that I would love for you to bring up here. You can also email me different suggestions on how to proceed, what's going on for different storylines, if you have some storyline suggestions of your own. And you can follow me on Instagram, where I'll be posting pictures of all the different comic books that we have in this storyline. Now, there's so many different issues in here. I'm going to segment the pictures into whenever each podcast is on, and I will label the pictures for which podcast episode they're going to be in, since there are so many different titles. And the the adventure, really, for me, when I started collecting the comics, was I didn't realize the scope of the storyline. I had not been collecting at the time that the storyline came out, but I had heard about it. And years later, when I started collecting again, I happened upon the original storyline issues, and I read them, and it was pretty powerful. And then, you know, you get that little collecting bug, for those of you out there that have the collecting bug, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So I started getting them here and there, and it was really actually pretty doable considering the scope of how many issues you need to get. Most of them I have found here and there. And then one day I realized I had over half the storyline. So it was something I kind of set myself as a goal to do. Now there are graphic novels of the individual titles. You can get the Wolverine issues, Spider-Man issues, the Captain America issues, New Avengers issues. But the graphic novels, you know, it has a collection of all those different titles, but you don't really get the scope of everything if you just read the different titles. My feeling on this, and you're welcome to chime in on this on any ways to contact me, I feel reading the storyline in read order is always the best way to go about these things because you miss different things. Things don't fall into place. Like if you just read the frontline issues in the graphic novel for frontline, you would go, oh, okay, this is what's going on. And then you kind of have to jump back and forth like, wait a minute. What's going on here? I didn't see that. And then you have to go back to the Iron Man issues, the Captain America issues, the main branch, the Wolverine issues. And then you kind of start getting lost and confused. So 
if you are going to start reading the Civil War issues that I have shown, I would recommend going through the individual issues and finding them out there. Now, if you need help finding them, you can always reach out to me. I can kind of give you some sites and places to kind of go and try and find them, kind of give you some heads up on it too, because that's something that I also love doing is I love talking about comics, which obviously what this podcast is all about is trying to get more people interested in storylines. So speaking of storylines, the next one I'm going to talk about, and I'll kind of give a little brief background to this, it's going to be Batman. Now, I'm a huge Batman fan along with being an X-Men fan, but there's been a lot of powerful Batman storylines over the years. And the first one I thought we should go with for the next segment it, I think it, we can get that in one episode, I think, because uh, th- this was a long-standing storyline, and this one's kind of a brief storyline. It's called Death in the Family. Now, the little uh, tidbit about this one is Jason Todd, who was Robin at the time, the readers were kind of, eh, some of them thought he was a good Robin, some of them thought he was a bad one, and in the, the issues, he was kind of losing control. He had anger issues, always getting into arguments with Batman toward, towards leading up to this event. Now, one of the things that happened with this, it was unprecedented at the time. DC actually let you vote. And I'll cover this in the episode where we get to it. DC actually let you vote whether or not Jason Todd lived or died. They gave a special phone number to vote yes and a special number to vote no. And it was at the end of one of the issues. It was a full-page advertisement. So nobody knew what was going to happen at the end of that issue until the next issue. But they gave it enough time so you can vote on it, and then they released the issue. So then you got to see what happened and who won, basically, if he died or if he lived. But we'll definitely cover that more. And to my recollection, neither one of the big comic book companies has even done anything remotely like that since which was making it more of an important storyline because they didn't just come up with a storyline and say this is what we're going to do they let the readers figure it out and now i thought that was the coolest part to that so we're going to cover death in the family there's a graphic novel of it that includes the storyline that's after that which we'll get to the uh, podcast episode after that called uh, lonely place and dying It's basically uh, Batman dealing with the events of death in the family. So we will get to that storyline in our next episode. I hope you enjoy. As always, you can follow me on Instagram at BriTheComicBookGuy. Or you can email me, BriTheComicBookGuy at gmail.com with any questions. If you need read orders on anything that we've covered so far, you want clearer pictures or individual issue pictures, anything that you want to Uh, let me know about. So until next time, thank you for joining me on this epic adventure for comic book stories.